Hello, everyone. You're listening to Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca sitting across the room from Jared Truby. It's there's just no way around it. So really, we've got to find our own niche, and it's about niching at this point. Niche down. Do you think that then niche more? Yeah. Yep. I wonder if there's going to be an incorporation of some or of those or like it, it maybe is about niching, but it's also maybe about not. I mean, we've seen the third this wave market true. open up to a lot more things. You know, when I was working at Ritual and it was like 2006 and 2007, if you had like a blender in your store, you were like a fucking nerd. That's true. You know, it's like, dude, yeah, we're hardcore. We don't have a blender. We don't have syrups. We don't have food. We don't have this. We don't have that. That's not really the case anymore. No, and nor should it be. You know, companies are starting, hardcore coffee companies are starting to introduce different drinks and expand their beverage Mm -hmm. menus. And, you know, you'll see some different syrups. Maybe they're homemade. You'll see... A blender or two, maybe, you know, and yeah. none of those things are detracting from quality. No. In fact, I guess the argument would be that they're adding to quality because you're doing it in-house and you're making them better and you're using, you know, care in your ingredients right. usage. It's a funny world out there, man. Yeah, Ian just... Levine once said, especially coffee's dead. He did? <laughs> yeah, but he didn't mean it in such a way. He just meant it in, in like, it's still hot fire. But remember when it was just like the thing, right? When ritual, when it was all so new. And everybody was just full psycho about it all the time. And I think they still are, but it's just a different, there's just more of it, right? There's all the new roasters like us. With, and it's not dead. It's just in this actual unique place where. It's in the in-betweener. Yeah, it's almost like there's, there, it isn't an in-betweener, I feel like. It's there's, common and uncommon at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Because yeah. people know about it, but they don't understand it flip of a coin the person you meet down the hall will know about like third wave coffee or specialty coffee or what you're talking about yeah it's super weird but i don't know i like it i like the expansion i like i like that there's going to be more specialty coffee around oh the more specialty coffee the better at the end of the day i want to be able to not only have one experience and i guess that's why people love portland and seattle and now la and all these places where you can you can go get different styles of coffee all made well but different and that's one of my favorite things, really, when it comes down to it, is this idea of good and bad kind of going out the window, unless it's obviously undrinkable. Undrinkable is is probably bad. <laughs> but, I mean, there's there's a lot of coffee that tastes different, and that, I feel like, is a great thing. I think it's really important. Yeah, and the, I don't know. The more people that know about this, it's just, it'll make it easier to get good coffee anywhere. I mean, you talk about Portland and Seattle, and those places are spoiled but what if you went to chico or what if you went right. to modesto or in from and you I will get go to like, chico <laughs> and you had multiple options for oh good coffee gosh. that'd be cool and it was supported by those communities because people are like oh yeah i know what this is this is where i buy my coffee yeah in fact here's my quick shout out and encouragement to anybody who's listening who's a barista stop talking about other shops like they're worse than you and stop competing with every other shop in such a way where you're like mad about it being there or like intimidated by it like let us all let us all win together you guys it doesn't matter like we want the more people who are interested in coffee the better and if you're out there making anybody feel weird for going anywhere or making anybody feel weird for like purchasing or or asking for a drink wrong like you're you're hurting what we're trying to do please stop and play nice please stop (laughs) and play nice it's the worst thing ever if anybody walks away from your shop feeling lame for trying to order something that you don't, or maybe they don't understand that you don't have, you know, like don't make them feel dumb about it. 
I, I also hate the better and worse thing. There's no. It's such like thing. the most annoying thing. I mean, there's room for style, and that, and that's fine. But everybody, fa- like, not everybody. A lot of people fall into that trap to where, like, oh yeah, I went here, and yeah, it wasn't good, or this one's better, or that's worse, and it's just yeah. Okay, maybe they don't have your favorite kind of coffee, but just take it as an experience for what it is. If they're hitting the mark on what they're trying to do, that's great, and they're doing something different than what you like. And how boring would it be if we all did the same thing? bad super lame yeah if yeah. every restaurant you went to was exactly the same and that's what good food was you'd be super bummed good food awards 16 good of the food same coffee. <laughs> like, oh, they're all good they're all good <laughs> it's all good baby we just been doing good food over here yeah it's all the same it's all it good tastes coffee the same. that one's that one's the same as that one yeah it's, it doesn't matter i rated that one a 99 would you it, rate that one 99 too 99 and a half oh. mm. all 90 plus but it's you know it's like julia mayer and my good friend tyrese say <laughs> We can always shine together. <laughs> Especially his good friend Tyrese. Especially Tyrese. He's a great guy. <laughs> Tyrese won't stop talking about it. He won't. He won't. He is too fast, too furious. <laughs> too fast for your man. Any other questions? I saw a long question about... Well, there's... Yeah. yeah. Get one. Totally. There's a couple questions. Get one. And some of these... our Q&A so far has just been us talking. We're like, we're going to do a Q&A. Well, we thought we were going to do a Q&A. I know. It's my fault. It's my fault. It'll be an hour-long podcast of whatever. Um, question from Tim. Hey guys, first of all, I'd like to thank you guys for providing a fantastic podcast and all this great information to the public. I've been listening to it nonstop in replace of music. Also shout out to Chris for giving me an awesome last minute tour of the Verve Roastery two summers ago. Sorry. I haven't met you yet, Jared. You're rad too. Thanks friend. <laughs> Thanks friend. <laughs> a little bit about me. I started as a home brewer and coffee nerd and luckily got my first job First summer at B2 in San Jose. Love them. Shout out to all the Spromies there. That's what he says. I love B2. It's a great place to be in the market. Um, Then I had to go back to school in the OC and was hired as a barista for one of the Portola coffee locations. Also awesome. Great guys. Now I balance my time between full-time biomedical engineering student and my passion for coffee. A few questions. How viable is a career in the coffee industry? Are there many opportunities to apply an engineering degree in a coffee career? After listening to your podcast, I've been on the fence about pursuing coffee or staying with my degree. I do enjoy engineering, but there's more satisfaction in coffee. Or is it my best option to try to do both? Thanks, Tim. And then hang tight, because I actually think there's another email from Tim. Two Tims. Two Tims. Well, Tim, maybe you should hit up Lisa Farr and Nick and try to get in your biomechanics. (laughs) I wrote oh I don't have it in here. Um I wrote Tim back asking what kind of bio That's right. Bio he does engineering. Yeah, I don't have it here for some reason. So okay. Viable is such a random you I remember you you asked him questions based on you know, viable's tough. Like viable in Santa Cruz and Santa Barbara and co- blah, 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 Santa Barbara, coastal California oh. is is different than viable. I I got sorry. I'm interrupting you because I found the second email from Tim. You're all Tim. <laughs> I found it. Uh, he says biomedical, biomedical, biomedical. I'm just making up words. Yeah, biomedical engineering involves Bio-medieval. designing technology for medical application. For example, scanning machines, MRI, prosthetics, and heart valves. The field combines aspects from biology, mechanical engineering, and electrical engineering. It's kind of a jack of all trades engineering these days. Typically, jobs involve working in research labs or startups to develop new devices. Crazy. Um, 
maybe invent a new device. Invent a device for coffee. Yeah, that's a really tough question. Um, my viable career, I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> Even yeah. though the answer is yes. Well, the answer is... The answer you're is... right. I, I'm not... Uh, it just takes a lot of work and time. So viable career depends on how much love you have for this industry and how... I would say if you're willing to start over, be pretty poor for a pretty long amount of time in order to get the end game that you ultimately want, yeah, you can totally have a viable career in coffee. The problem is you're probably closer to having a viable career in biomed. Which but and I'm does think, happiness trump all, and that's going to be the question. Yeah, does happiness trump all? And then how much do you want it? How do you want it? So you can you you know you can get your biomed job, start crushing a sweet paycheck right away. But if you go on the full coffee career path, you're probably gonna have to start as a barista somewhere. How does it feel? Coming up, yeah. I mean, you are. How do you want it? It's like is, is the passion there? Uh, is the passion there? I think if the passion's there for anything, you should just go for it because that's what I do. That's what you're doing right now, Jared. But to be real, this has been super hard for us. Ugh. And I wrote someone else back <laughs> who had one of the similar questions, and it's totally worth it, but I have less money than I've ever had in my entire life. Things have been more tight. I've been more, you know, stressed. more stressed. And there's, wow. there's no chance for me that I'm like, okay, I quit. I'm over. No. It. I'm going to get a job no, and no, whatever. No. It's just not going to work out like that because I'm looking. I mean, we're looking a year or two down the line to having something that's ours and really special. I mean, our store will be open before that, mm -hmm. but we're talking about building an awesome little mini, mini empire. Expansion. The yeah. Yeah. The thing. play. The play is longer, and that's okay mm -hmm. for us. Well, because we're dreaming and working towards something. But also keep in mind that even though not directly, we've been plugging away at this for over a decade yeah in the sense of that we've been in coffee been progressing within coffee in and out of this point not that you have to be in it for that long yep i think you should ask yourself this question is it's like i like firmly believe that people every single one of us has things that we're inherently good at and that you're like naturally passionate about and that they can work together and nobody out there in the world doesn't have this so when you like are sitting there trying to figure out like what you love to do, you kind of already have this this in your mind. You already know what it is if you sit back and think about the things you love to do and think about your strengths. And it's like to you, Tim, are your strengths going to be able and your passions, are they going to line up into a place where you think you could make coffee a career? And if that's the case and you know that that's like what you're meant to do, then do it. And if you're trying to fit squares through circles or vice versa, it's going to get hard and you're going to ultimately end up spinning your wheels and that's okay. Cause we can have passions and a vision for like doing something big. And we can also have things that we just love and are interested in. It's like, I don't think I'm ever going to open a restaurant, but I'm obsessed with food and food shows and culinary things and mind of a chef and like all the things that they're doing. And really, I'm going to end up applying that to coffee because I love coffee and I'm obsessed with creating through coffee. It's my craft. It's what I like to do more than a lot of things. I can't be a pro surfer. 
It's not my thing. I'm like an athletic guy, but I'm not a pro surfer. I'm not a pro whatever singer. I'm not going to be a pro chef. I'll get good at cooking, but it's like not, it's not going to be my thing. So if your thing that you wake up in the morning and get excited about is a form of engineering and you just start a place you don't like right now and you don't like the path that it has you on, maybe change it. But maybe it's not coffee or maybe it is. Maybe it's engineering through coffee. But if you love engineering, you should be an engineer. And if you really like coffee and you're intrigued by it, maybe start exploring and see if there's a place for those two things to coincide. Love, Jared. Love, Jared. That's great advice, Jared. Um, similar question from Jessica B. Oh, Jessica Beale wrote it? Jessica B. Wow. Um, she writes a bunch of stuff about her first barista gig, and then she fell out of coffee, and then she loves coffee, and she's having a late 20s life crisis, trying to figure out what's making her happy. And it's very long, Jessica. It's a great email, but I'm not going to read it all here, but I still care about you. And so she gets to the meat and potatoes. Okay, so why am I writing you? Basically, how do you transition from the salary-paying, benefit-providing desk job into coffee? Yes, loaded question. Opening a cafe is a lot of people's dream, and they fail at it. Opening a cafe may not be in the cards for me yet, but I can't stop thinking about coffee, and honestly, I'm scared to quit my full-time job. I've looked into being a barista full-time, and financially, it would be a struggle. Too many student loans. Feel that. I've looked into higher-paying positions at roasters and more successful cafes, but they seem to be only interested in hiring barista champions. It's discouraging. I just want to learn coffee and keep learning coffee, deliver an exceptional coffee experience for someone, create a coffee culture in my neighborhood, teach people what I've learned, and keep learning and exploring coffee. That's all a girl wants. Too much to ask? I'm lost and confused and a little sad. Looking for words of wisdom, advice, tips and tricks, anything. I want to stay in coffee somehow and in some way so that when I'm ready and have a proper plan for my own cafe, I'm not completely out of practice. Thanks in advance for reading my novel. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Whatever makes you happy sets you free. Uh, kind of the same, kind of the <laughs> kind same, same question. Yeah. yeah. So that question was also for you. You should be scared of quitting your day job because it's super scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I know, bro. I mean, Four uh, months are coming up <laughs> where I don't have a job. <laughs> Holla back. So, but I would say specifically to you. You sound like you're really motivated to be in mm-hmm. coffee. And I think at some point, it seems like you have a pretty good job that pays a pretty decent amount of money, or at least money that you can live on. And I don't think you need to have a barista gig job to stay in practice until the time that you open your cafe. If you're financially stable, but you're just not quite ready to open a cafe, you know, play with coffee on your own, do some experiments at home, get involved in whatever local cafe scene you have, but don't worry about falling out of practice. Maybe invest slowly but surely in some gear so you can like actually practice at home. Yeah, if you had a little little chill home machine mm-hmm. and, and a grinder and you could just play with stuff. Get a Linea Mini, invest in that thing, dude. That's so you can practice your latte art still, you get your steaming game hot. Yeah. And if you're if you're serious, which it sounds like you are, when you do feel like, okay, the time is right, I've got a little tiny nest egg saved up or something happened and I'm gonna go for it, you know, the practice it's gonna matter, but not as much as you think. You will get back on that horse super fast. I can't imagine walking away 
and even for like years and being like, oh, I forgot how to pour latte art or I forgot how to extract espresso or, you know, keep tasting stuff because you don't want your palate to fade. Yeah. But, you know, don't even stress. I don't know how old you are, but you probably have a little bit of time. She said late 20s. Oh, yeah. Did she? Oh, 20s life crisis. 20s. Yeah. Early, late, mids. Doesn't say. Uh, Just 20s. Let's see. Late 20s life crisis. Well, I mean, and the other thing, Chris and I have s- briefly talked about it, and Charles, too, and we want to talk about it more, but we hope to, I mean, part of the vision of our company is not just for us. Like, we really are passionate about spreading knowledge and helping. And so we would we want to be able to offer steps, guides, all the things, training, long-term, stuff like that, help, basically, in the most broad way to people who are in, like you who want to get into this somehow in some way. And if if it's – anyway, keep your eyes peeled for that because we're working on it. And we really do want to see this thing expand. And it doesn't have to be just only Cat and Cloud doing it, but we sure would like to help. So there's that. So there's that. So there's that. Um, Should we do one more? Mm-hmm. One more, and then we can got to go roast our coffee. One more, and then we're going to have a nice roast day. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. This one's from Kyle, and I wrote Kyle back, so I'm going to recap some of the things that I wrote Kyle. He's got some interesting questions. Hey, guys. First off, the podcast is sick, and I'm binge listening to all—I lost my place. Binge listening to them all the time when on my travels. I have some questions related to coffee culture and to coffee service. I'm not expecting any of this to be on the podcast. Too bad it is. Coffee culture. I work for a coffee company that has an SCAA lab in the NEPA area, Scranton. We're, I don't know what that means. N-E-P-A? NEPA. 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 Scranton, Pennsylvania? Yeah, Scranton. Scranton, where uh, Dunder Mifflin there is. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to have our first SCA classes here, which is great. But mainly my question revolves around what I'm trying to accomplish at the local level. Coffee culture is pretty dry in this area. It's not known for being an area where people are stoked on quality or specialty industries. We recently launched some enthusiast classes, such as sensory tasting, brewing basics class, and we had zero, maybe one, people sign up both times that I promoted them. We used MailChimp, social media flyers, street team style, and the response is rough. I'm looking for advice. I really want to grow our coffee community, and I want people to walk into a cafe, wholesale partner or not, and be stoked about their coffee and expect more. Perhaps you guys can hit me with some of yo shake it off and do something like this, because spirits <laughs> were low for a bit in the area in the coffee classes. P.S. The price was $50 for a two-hour class, and you get a bag of coffee when you leave. Okay, so that's the first question. Let's just tackle that one right there. And I wrote you, so Kyle, you've heard this already, but some people are probably in this same predicament too. And the thing that I wrote, Kyle, was, one, your class should be free, and you should make it one hour and not two hours. And for me, this does two things. $50 is probably not that much for a class, and it's probably a good value for what you give, especially since you get a bag of coffee, but it's still 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to spend 50 bucks on a coffee class right now. Yeah. And I'm a full blown dork. (laughs) So, full blown. Making it free and then making it an hour is just a little bit less commitment. Two hours is a big chunk of someone's day. If you can make something an hour, people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go there. It's going to be free. It's going to be an hour. Right. I walk in. I, I can stay, but I don't have to commit too much time to it. Because right. these people are just maybe testing the specialty coffee waters. The key is to get them in the door. And once they get in the door, you should just 
basically blow their mind, give them a really awesome experience. Mm -hmm. And then it won't matter that you gave the information away for free because if you're a roaster, your coffee's good, your class is good, those people are going to buy your coffee. Yeah, You're going to have a loyal, awesome customer, and you're going to make way more selling them retail coffee bags or coffee beverages than you ever would that $50 door charge. No doubt. You know, so give the information away for free and everything else will come. You want to be like who they trust. Get them in. Anything to add to that, Jared? No, I feel like that's really good. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm compelled by passion first. Like when I see somebody, if I can tell that they're convicted about what they have to say, I'm going to listen. But if they're the type to like, you have to pay to like i don't know i just i i'd say just teach them be convicted about it like be really into it be really gracious with them but like help them to understand why they should be excited about what you're doing that's like a really important part of this whole thing to me is it's like everybody in the world can be pitching specialty coffee but if, if they have nothing in them then it's like it's like, should I buy into this or not? This person doesn't seem like they're really into it. It just seems like they're, I don't know. It's just a thing. I feel like you can do that and you can do it better without making people chart fits pen 50 bucks. Yeah. That's all. And I don't think Kyle is, I think he's I probably super passionate. Yeah. Kyle, I think is not trying to make a ton of money off this. No. It's probably just 50 bucks sounded about right. It probably just it, covers coffee costs. Yeah. If you were going to do it, it probably, it probably is about right, but you just work those things into your budget. Any, anything. His that, shop? Um, no, he works for a coffee company. It's not his And shop. they're putting it on, right? They're putting it on. So maybe it's out of his hands, but I bet he's got a little sway. Or do you know, do one yourself. If the shop's like, nah, we're going to charge, you'd be like, all right, cool. I'm going to buy like a couple bags of coffee, and you can find a place that'll let you do it for free. You know? Get crazy. Not trying to get you go rogue, get fired from your job or anything, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, free cupping and stuff like that is is pretty pretty common i mean the stumptown annex was like a great example of that was fun of that when is that still there i think they still have the one at their at their new roastery. Right. yeah i mean i've went there as a couple years ago now but i'm assuming it's still there but not the one next to that belmont spot that one might still be there that one was sick that right? one they was sick clovers too. back in well, the day their other roasteries sick too i mean everything's sick yeah they do a sick. lot of cool they're stuff sick sickest i've ever been do you guys ever want to hear us say sick on the radio do you guys ever know what sick is sickness it's like mother i'm ill <laughs> not, not sick. sick uh you second question it. coffee service this is also still kyle i do wholesale work as well as training mm. sometimes i set up i set up a customer with some coffee and then also schedule myself to go down and do some in-house training i've had a few times where i walk in and the customers have some crazy old machines and a 50 dollars burr grinder they got at bed bath and beyond and want me to show them how to dial an espresso have you ever been here before Totally not speaking from a high and mighty place, because believe me, just curious about some advice when dealing with customers who, granted, are incredible people, and I'm stoked to work with them, just have no idea what they're getting themselves into, especially if there's a place killing it right around the corner. And Kyle says, that was long, but thanks for even reading this, and keep inspiring. And sorry, Kyle, if I'm like a broken record, because I already wrote to you this, but I think this is useful information. Yeah, for the world. That a lot of people can hear Jared and I have both been there before. Yeah. We've both done those wholesale For sure. calls. And I think anybody who's ever been a wholesale trainer, educator, has gone through that at one point in time. And my advice is don't worry about you know making them the 
best ever. Mm-hmm. Just focus on making them better. Yeah, do your best. Do your best. If you can improve their coffee quality 50% by implementing a few little tips and tricks and some good, um, you know, solid training, even if they have a crappy equipment, if you leave and their coffee tastes better, you've done your job 100%. Because they probably had really crappy equipment, did not know how to dial in, did not know how brew recipes or brew ratios work, didn't know how to steam milk or anything like that. And you show them all those things. So now they know how inputs, outputs, time frame work. They know how to adjust the grind, even if their grinder's crappy. They know how extraction works, even if their machine is not like the most temperature-stable, epic machine ever. Right. Their coffee is better, and that is a huge win. Yeah. And if they want to step up the game, that's totally on them. Right. It's not even on you. So, like I said, if they... You know, if there are people around the corner killing it, they've probably seen those people. And when they want to get in that game, they'll need to make the decision to get in that Mm -hmm. game. So don't stress out about it too hard. Yeah, really, at the end of the day, your job is to do the best with the materials given to you. And you can't can't hold yourself accountable if you don't have the opportunity to, like, give them a Vario grinder and make them fix it. It's all good. It's all good. Don't put the pressure on yourself. And if the coffee tastes better when you left than when you came, your job is done. For sure. Yeah. And if you make them feel good in spite of their gear on top of that, your job is well done. And then everyone's got this thing where it used to happen all the time. It was like restaurants and places that didn't just serve coffee. Coffee was just like an add-on to whatever service. And people were like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do espresso unless you go all in and get this, that, and the other. That's the biggest bullshit that I've ever heard. You know? You guys just sold yourself short, that's all. Every restaurant has coffee. Every Everywhere has coffee, right? If someone wants to ratchet up their coffee program and make it 20% better by investing in better coffee and training, good for them. They don't need to buy a dual boiler PID machine. They just don't. You know, because they... <laughs> They probably sell, maybe they sell like a, a few cups a day or something. Yeah, you know, you're all you have to get ten thousand dollars. You have to spend gear. twenty grand, yeah. or you're just effed. Yeah, or else we're not going in here. And you, you know, you say you're not from a high and mighty place, so I know you know what I'm talking about, and you're not even there. But that's a really good question. I think a lot of people run into it. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna do it. Chris. I think that's gonna I do it. We, we got about we got about an hour that's and great. a couple episodes, you guys. Couple episodes. Webisodes. Webisodes. We are going to go roast coffee. We're going to go warm up that geeson and just rip this sh- up. Now that we've both worked a full day, let's kill it. I got up pretty early. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> Drove to Santa Barbara from Slow's. Tight. Yeah, you started 7.30? I crush it. Dude. What time do you leave? Like 6? 5. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get up at 5. And then I do like a, I've been writing in my journal in the morning, Jerry. You've been journaling? I've been journaling. You son of a bitch. You're in such a mentally good space right But now. I was going to say, dude, my latte art was on fire today. You feeling good? I was feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good feeling. Like, Nothing's on fire for me right people, now. <laughs> you're like, that looks good. I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, you're all, I, I know. Hey, because it's you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all it, right, guys. It, yeah. Uh, you've been listening to Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca with Jared Trubey. Hi, friend. We are crushing it. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, thank you. And we will catch you on the flip-flop. Cat and Cloud is brought to you by the Pull String Press. Shout out to Patrick Melroy and thank the Pull String Press. You guys kick ass editing these things and putting it together. 
If you guys need help with your podcast, you should get in touch with them because they do that stuff. Let me throw something else out there. Oh, snap. Hey, here's a quick PS, everyone. Uh, Through the month of March, I'll be up in the Portland and Seattle areas for a little bit at a time. Email in uh, info at Cat and Cloud. Chris might be up too, but hit us up. Uh, We'd love to maybe meet up, talk coffee, and uh, at least myself, maybe do like a little podcast up there. So if anybody's going to be around Portland and Seattle area uh, early to mid-March, Holla. You used to call me on my cell phone. Mm. Lay down uh, when you need my love. Call um, me on my cell phone. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear that hotline bling. <laughs> and I can only mean one thing. <laughs> Ever since I left the city. You, you, you. I think I've only heard that song twice. Yeah, every hour. No, I really only have only heard it twice. <sighs> Hell of right See you guys. Okay, bye.